Welcome to today's energy show. It's that time of year again. Tax time, that is. Individuals and companies have to pull together their documents for their accountants so they can do their taxes. And the question I always get in the solar industry is, how do I fill out the forms to get my solar investment tax credit? Now, that's the subject of today's show. I'm not a tax guy. I'm not an accountant. So you have to check with your accountant, whoever files your personal taxes, to verify everything. But on this show, I'm going to try and make it simple and explain how the process works and how you can work with your tax professional to get this tax credit, which is a pretty significant amount of money. Um, here in Silicon Valley, our average customer gets about $7,500 back just because they put in a solar system. And obviously, commercial customers can get a heck of a lot more. So the principle is very easy for this tax credit. The uh, solar industry and a lot of other people worked very hard with the government to make sure that the process was easy and fair. So basically, every homeowner who installs a solar system gets a 30% tax credit. Every business that installs a solar system gets a 30% tax credit. Plus, since it's a, an investment, it's something that's eligible for accelerated depreciation. So businesses actually get something more on the order of 50% credit based on the, the cost of the system. And homeowners right now only get 30%. Now, these are tax credits for the solar industry, but you have to keep in mind that that almost every other industry has credits, and, and surprisingly, even old established industries like the oil and gas industry, they have tremendous credits. So it's something that the government does to encourage good behavior. I'm not quite sure why they're still encouraging uh, fossil fuel behavior, but that's just the way it is, and it's not going to change anytime soon. Now, remember, this tax credit applies if you own the system. So if you buy the system with a bank loan, or if you get the system on your home with a PACE loan or any other kind of financing where you own the system, you still get the tax credit. But the tax credit doesn't apply to you if you have a solar lease or something called a power purchase agreement or PPA. And the reason is when there's a lease or a PPA, a, a company, a third-party entity actually owns the system and they lease it back to you. They kind of rent it back to you. So they get this, this tax credit, and since it's a commercial structure, they get the accelerated depreciation. Now, don't worry, because if you have that kind of structure, the, um, the leasing or the PPA company will reduce the monthly payments to you accordingly because they're getting the benefit and they pass on some of those savings to you. All right, so what is the, um, the investment tax credit? The, the investment tax credit is based on 30% of the total cost of the system. It's a, it's a law that's been in place since uh, the last decade. Um, the numbers have changed around a little bit. It used to be 2000 then 2500 um, and now it's, it's uncapped. Now, the reason why it's, it's so important for you to know about this tax credit now is the residential tax credit goes to zero on January 1st, 2017. So this tax credit basically sunsets. It goes away at the end of uh, next year. And there's there's definitely a big incentive for everybody to go solar now because effectively on January 1st, 2017, um, your cost of the system is going to go up by 30%. Now, for commercial installations, the tax credit goes from 30% down to 10%. So it's not as much of a cliff and also the commercial customers still get the accelerated depreciation. So um, not that big a deal, but still, if you're thinking about solar for your business, 
definitely um, make that decision now. And we'll talk a little bit more about what, what I think is going to happen to pricing in the industry as we get closer to the cliff on that tax credit. So now people sometimes um, don't understand the difference between a tax credit and a tax deduction. Tax credits are really good. Tax deductions are, you know, 30 or 40 percent good. So let's say you buy a rooftop solar power system for your home for $20,000. And keep in mind, just let me make this clear, the tax credit also applies to solar thermal systems, not to pool systems, but to solar thermal systems. So you buy solar for $20,000. 30% of $20,000 is $6,000. So you'll get $6,000 back. And the way that works is you or your accountant or your software will figure out your total tax bill. And let's say your total tax bill for the year is say $25,000. You owe $25,000 of taxes for the year. Now that you have that $6,000 solar tax credit, your tax bill is only $19,000. So you save $6,000 right off the top. Now, if you've already paid your your income taxes through your payroll taxes, which is the way most people do it, you would get a $6,000 tax refund or you could apply that $6,000 credit to next year taxes. Now, what many people also do is if, let's say they were to put in a system now in 2015, they know that their tax liability for 2015 is going to be $6,000 less. So they can immediately increase the number of exemptions they get on their payroll taxes and kind of get that money back very, very quickly. So that's a little trick there and it's all completely legal. So let's talk about some of the rules that apply to this tax credit. And the rules are fairly laid out in the instructions for the forms and and in the, the laws that apply to these tax credits. So for residential, these tax credits apply to, uh, PV system or photovoltaic system or solar electric system. They also apply to solar hot water systems. Whether these solar hot water systems are used to heat hot water, domestic hot water for your laundry and your dishes and your showers, or whether they're used to heat water to heat your house. So it's good for both kinds of solar and they're, they're, they're fairly popular here in the U.S. The tax credit does not apply for pool heating systems. And the reason why is that pool heating systems already have a pretty fast payback. Um, and so it's just not included there. Now, what costs are included when you calculate this tax credit? The instructions in the form say that it covers the total cost of the PV system or the solar hot water system. That includes the labor to install it, any kind of site preparation, equipment, installation, wiring, subcontractors that may be required, things like that. Solar roofing tiles. So let's say you were to take off some of your shingles and put on solar roofing tiles. The the costs for that would also apply. Let's say you had to take off some barrel tiles on your roof underneath the solar panels location, underneath the future solar panel location, and put composition shingle under there. The tax credit should apply also for that preparation, that site preparation underneath the array. Um, If you hire a roofer to, like as a subcontractor, if your solar contractor um, hires out a subcontractor, sometimes we do that at at Cinnamon Solar, um, the roofing work 
for putting in the roof attachments or sealing those attachments or putting in the flashings also apply. And we pretty often do that here at Cinnamon Solar. We'll put in a system on a flat roof, a membrane roof, and we're not experts on these roofs. So we put the standoffs in and then we bring in a local roofer to flash that and do that properly. The tax credit applies to that local roofer's work also. So question is, does this tax credit apply to a new roof? or to a carport that you were to put in? And the short answer is no. You can't get a new roof and call that entire expense part of the solar system. You can't get a discount on a brand new roof and then pay more for the solar system. Um, you can't pay a lot for the solar system, and some contractors uh, used to do this, and then have your contractor do extra un unrelated work, like you know, put in windows or, or add a porch to your house. That, that's not that's not the intent of this tax credit. And and whenever you're kind of looking at some of these nuances, some of these aren't nuances, they're just wrong. But when you're looking at them, just check with your accountant. Your accountant can look at the rules and look at some of the recent rulings and make sure you do everything okay. Um, in the California, they no longer have solar rebates. We pay so much for electricity that the payback is already down in the six or seven year range. But in many other locations around the country, you get a rebate from the state or your local utility. And that helps bring the paybacks down into the you know comfortable five to 10 year range. The basis for the tax credit um, may be before the rebate or maybe after the rebate. And it really depends. It's a tricky issue. Um, it generally depends on whether or not the state or the utility rebate is taxable income to you. So here's one of those cases where you absolutely have to check with your accountant, check with your installer. Your installer is also going to duck the accounting question, but your, your local installer in these other states should know roughly how to do the calculations because it's going to be important for you when, when you actually look at the net economics. If, if the economic picture of the, the installer gives you that doesn't reflect some of these extra taxes, it's, it's just not going to give you the right payback information. So check with your installer. They, they should know. Check with your tax credit. It's their job to know. Now, what if you put in a new home? The tax credit applies to solar on a new home. Now, often builders of these new homes get the credit. The owners don't get the investment tax credit. Some tract home builders offer solar leases. So in that case, the tract home builder gets all the credits. It's kind of like you had a lease or a PPA. The owner doesn't get the ITC, but the new owner of the house is going to benefit from cheaper electricity and, and pay that off over time. The date of the tax credit, if it's a new home, is when you occupied the home. It's kind of like when you move in. So if you moved in in 2015, you get the tax credit in 2015 if the system was installed. Even if the solar was put in in 2014, if you didn't move into 2015, it's a 2015 tax credit. Mostly we're talking about today uh, the 2014 rules, but 2015 shouldn't be a heck of a lot different. All right, now, here's kind of the good news. The tax credit's a straight 30% tax credit. Not complicated. There's no cap on this credit. There used to be a $2,500 cap on residential, which was kind of nice, but not terrific. Now, as I mentioned, our typical customer here in Silicon Valley gets a $7,500 tax credit. Look, so, so here's an example. Larry Hagman. He, he was J.R. Ewing on the, the TV show Dallas, the legendary Texas oil baron. He became a solar enthusiast and a pitch man for one of the big solar companies. Quite ironic. Uh, and, and that's why he was such a good pitch man, also a good actor. You know, especially for those of us who remember uh, back in the 60s, I Dream of Genie. But anyway, I, I digress. So he actually put in a 94-kilowatt system on his 
quote, house, unquote, pretty big house. This is a 350 solar panel system. A typical system here is like 20 to 30 solar panels. You get a system that was more than 10 times the size of that. So just kind of a back-of-the-envelope calculation, assuming he paid about $4 a watt, that system cost about $400,000, and you know I'm sure he worked with, with his accountant, and he got a $120,000 tax credit. And, and I'm sure he's got you know, basically a zero electric bill um, at, at his house when he put that system in. So there's no cap on it. It's very simple. You can also carry forward the unused credit to future years. So let's say in, there, in our example that you had a $6,000 tax credit and for whatever reason you only had to pay $5,000 of taxes, you have another $1,000 of credit, it rolls over into the subsequent year. Um, based on the current rules right now, it's not entirely clear how many years that tax credit will carry forward. In other words, we don't know if it's going to carry forward into 2017, so that's something that you can check with your tax expert on. Now, some important details. Um, the, the year of the tax credit is, is technically the year when the system is placed into service. So check with your accountant for the actual definition, and there's some, some rulings on that. Check with your installer. It may be when the system becomes operable. Um, it may be when it's inspected, or it may be when it's interconnected. So there's a, some different interpretations of, of that rule. And another detail, sometimes people have cottage or a second house or whatever. So this tax credit applies to your residence. It doesn't have to be your primary residence. It can be a vacation home. Um, now, what it doesn't apply to, the residential tax credit does not apply to a rental property that you may own. But the good news is if it's a rental property, the business tax credit applies. So it still does apply. It's just a, a slightly different form. Um, and another really good piece of news is that there's this, this thing called the alternative minimum tax or AMT. Um, the, uh, the AMT does not affect the amount of the investment tax credit you, do, you, you get. So if you have to kind of do that AMT calculation, the tax credit is deducted after you you calculate your AMT, which is really good because some people may have to pay an alternative minimum tax, but in, in our example, whatever that alternative minimum tax works out to, you still get that $6,000 off the top. So um, let's kind of dig into the details and, and see how we fill out that form. So let's say you had solar installed in 2014. You bought the system. You didn't lease it. You actually bought it. Um, and, and that's that's the super important distinction here. So the the what you would be doing now, and this is what I am advising my customers from last year at Cinnamon Solar to do: get all the invoices together from your contractor. So talk to your contractor. Hopefully, you saved all your invoices. Many contractors have. Uh, you know, an accounting system or QuickBooks or something like that that makes it pretty easy for them to just say, all right, here's here's the uh, statement from last year, here's the number, and get all those invoices together. Now, also, sometimes you may get invoices at different times or you may have two or three companies that were involved in the system. You may have a building permit, you might have gotten that building permit separately, you may hire have hired an electrician separately to kind of run a new circuit, or there may have been roofing work that was directly related to the system. So all of those invoices apply. So get all those costs together. 
and and so here we go. This is a you know it's pretty simple, surprisingly pretty simple, at least as far as the tax credit goes. What you can do, just uh, do a web search and dig up what's called the Residential Energy Credit Form. Um, it's form number 5695. I never remember what these numbers are. I just type into Google, what's the Residential Solar Tax Credit Form? And it pops up with this form. It's a PDF. Pull it out, print it out. This is what you'll use. And, and we'll talk about a minute on how this uses, how this works with tax prep software. But regardless of whether you're using an accountant or whether you have tax prep software, or whether you're sitting here filling this out with a, a pencil and a box of erasers, everything's the same. First step, you've got to find out what your total costs are. So I'm looking at this uh, form number 5695, part one, first question, the qualified solar electric property costs. So that's all the bills related to the system. So in our example, I'm just going to write $20,000 in that line. Um, line two is the qualified solar water heating property costs. So if you, let's say, put in two systems, uh, let's say you put in $20,000 for rooftop solar and you put in $10,000 or $5,000 for a solar hot water heating system, yeah, you put $5,000 on that line. So all of it's really easy. Twenty. So I've got down here $20,000 for solar electric property costs, and I've got $5,000 for a solar hot water heating system. And, you know, for $5,000, you can get a system that's going to give you all the hot water you need, you know, for a decent-sized family. So that's a pretty good deal. Looking at this form, they talk about qualified wind property costs and geothermal costs, yeah, we're, we're not going to deal with that now, but the principle is basically the same. Um, next step, add lines one through four. No problem. That adds up to $25,000. Um, and then basically we take 30% of $25,000 and that works out to be $7,500. So that's basically the calculation. It's not hard. Once you have all your invoices from the, the proper uh, calendar year date, add them up, multiply it times 30%. And that's it. Uh, we're going to kind of skip all the way down to line 13, add everything together. And then line 15, the residential energy efficient property credit, um, you enter that number. In our case, it was $7,500 on form 1040 or on 1040NR. So um, pretty simple and straightforward. All you need to do is make sure that you've got all the um, proper invoicing together. Now, in my experience, um, even though, you know, regardless of uh, how simple the, the tax situation is, filling out the rest of these tax forms is, is usually pretty tricky unless your taxes are really, really simple. So the question is, what if I'm using tax prep software? Well, when you look at the tax prep software like TurboTax and there's a bunch of others, they, they basically have automated all these forms, but you're still going to need to answer the question, how much did you pay for that solar system? So you still need to gather up those invoices and kind of do that calculation. Your tax preparer is also, a lot of, most tax preparers, I'd say all tax preparers, they also use software. It's usually similar software, maybe a commercial version. And they're also going to ask you the, the simple question, all right, what was the total amount of money you spent on solar in 2014 and you know they it's always good to have those invoices clip them together put them as part of the taxes so that if you ever get audited you can kind of just go to that pretty quickly so you still need that information getting it together if you have your accountant to the tax prep same situation gather all that in, in information together so it's it's pretty simple it's a really big valuable tax credit so just kind of wrapping up on today's show 
The 30% investment tax credit is the biggest incentive that exists right now in the solar in the solar industry in the U.S. And it's something that, uh, you know, by the way, the industry is working to extend. But candidly, in, in the, the situation that's going on in Washington, D.C., as far as figuring out what kind of laws and, and legislation that's going to be passed going forward, it's pretty unlikely that that um, we're going to see clarity on getting any of these things extended. And, uh, you know, although it's unfortunate um, and, and although this solar tax credit has resulted in more solar being installed in the U.S., I mean, I think the U.S. right now is number two or three in the world in terms of solar. I think we've passed Germany. This tax credit is going to expire and it's going to kind of be a bummer for, for people who didn't get on the boat early. Um, then keep in mind this tax credit applies only if you own the system. So if you lease the system, lots of companies are selling leases, or if you have a power purchase agreement, it doesn't apply. If you borrow the money for the system, so there's some great companies that offer solar bank loans, um, then it applies and, and, and you, you, um, you're able to get that 30%. If you take out something called a PACE loan, Property Assessed Clean Energy Loan, it also applies. And that, that's one of the things that's changed in the solar industry over the last three or four years is as the economy's gotten better and also as the housing market's gotten better, um, people um, uh, are more able to borrow money for home improvements. And then there are also good options like PACE and um, some of the solar home loans from companies like Admirals Bank, et cetera, that are really good. And when you take advantage of those, you get that 30% tax credit. So what's going to happen at the end of 2016, at the end of next year, when this tax credit expires? Well, we have a little bit of insight into that um, because something kind of similar in terms of a demand spike in the solar industry happened at the end of 1999. Um, And and what happened then is, if you recall, this is 15 years ago, everybody was panicking about this thing called Y2K. What's going to happen in the year 2000? And the big concern was that our computers wouldn't be able to kind of handle the change in the millennia and all of the software in the world would crash and it would create you know, worldwide havoc and the lights would go out and, and it's like you know uh, software Armageddon. So what happened is there was a lot of, let, let's just say, concern about people making sure they had backup power systems, that they had, you know, something to run their computers, their homes, their houses, everything else, in, you know, in case of this uh, big worldwide disaster in, in the year 2000. And, and as a result, lots of solar systems got installed, battery backup systems, left and right, all over the place. Huge spike in demand um, in the last, you know, few months of 1999. And what happened is solar prices went up. Contractors were like going crazy trying to get everything in, but, you know, by 12, 31, 1999. And, and um, the pricing went up. So I, I think the same thing is going to happen at the end of 2016. Last six months of 2016, contractors are going to get busier than they've ever been in the world. They're going to go crazy. The manufacturer is going to raise the pricing and everything is going to go up. So my advice um, right now, install your solar now, 2015. Yeah, it doesn't have to be tomorrow, but this is a good year to do it. Prices are lower than they ever have been. 
Um, I, I suspect that um, if this tax credit's not extended, which doesn't look like it's going to be right now, pricing is going to go up next year. So you might as well get it now. The other big advantage is that um, in a lot of places, there are pretty good net metering rules. Here in California, net metering is great. If you put in a system this year, you get grandfathered into this special solar rate. And if you put in a system later, 2017 or 2016, that net metering may not apply, and you're not going to get as many economic benefits. So um, take advantage of the ITC, get it while it's there. Um, you'll be bummed out if you miss it. And um, that's, that's all the time we've got on this week's Energy Show. Uh, thanks to all of our listeners for joining us today. And if you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamonsolar.com and listen to the podcasts. 